Hello, welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people who apparently cannot juggle. We just I was gonna gonna say as I'm like holding two things to keep my mind grounded, grounded actively, consciously working on it, you guys, every day. And I have a first trine. (laughs) We were just talking about how we should learn to juggle because we always have so many things in our hands and we both agreed we we can't make that happen, but it would be a lovely thought if we could. Yeah. Grounded, yes. Coordinated, not so much. Hard no. <laughs> um, if you're feeling Hi. the same kind of ungrounded groundedness, we get it. You are in the right place. And if this is your first time listening, yeah, we kind of start this way every time. Hopefully it feels conversational and inviting. <laughs> oh, you're like, yeah, every time it's chaos, not just casually, yeah. all, all the time. Yeah, we're always just taking you right into our conversations, which is great. And I know some people who have already written us that really enjoy that. So I appreciate it too, because that is our natural flow. And it's great to know that it also helps other people. But we do have things to talk about this week. We have a topic. Yes, we we do. And also we have a super duper special announcement to two. two. Actually, you're right. We have two special announcements at the end of the show. One of which... You guys probably can guess. And if you've been on our social media, you probably saw the, saw the announcement yesterday, but you were mm-hmm. going to give it to you again. And it's special and exciting. Um, and yeah, we're going to have more information coming out about this, but I'm so excited. Yes. That's, I'm, we were just working on this, this thing, which we will announce at the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. But it is really cool. It excites us. Um, we really think it's going to be exciting for everybody involved. And it's so flowy and natural and easy. And I'm very excited about this. So yeah, it's one of those things you can't believe exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's an opportunity. Here I go. It's an opportunity for metamorphosis that you can look forward to. If you're looking for active ways to radically change from the inside out, which is something that might come up for you over this full moon, but also this uh, thing that we are announcing is a great tool and opportunity where you will be able to do it with our support, encouragement, and tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we have so much fun stuff to talk about with it, which can't wait. Also, metamorphosis is kind of our theme for the week. Yes. Uh, Krista picked it <laughs> and it's perfect. So I'm just going to yeah. throw that in there that they were dead on. It is absolutely the right theme. Yeah. Yeah. So the energy the of this reason, week is bumpy. <laughs> the reason for that is because we have a lot of intrapersonal planets at play with personal either placements or um, personal more planets or bodies this week. So yeah really brief summary. Intrapersonal means like super personal means above our heads, not just society, but like the collective, all of us, humankind, if you will. And those planets are for, you know, people who love the astrology fun facts, which I just can't help but deliver. Uh, that would be <laughs> specifically, we're looking at Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, those most outer planets that they move so slowly. It takes a generation in Pluto's case, or a portion of a generation for them to actually go from one sign to another. So that really and defines for you to feel movements. anything about them at yeah. all, <laughs> unless they are connecting to something personal that moves slower, like the sun, uh, Mercury, mm-hmm. Venus, or Mars, which are more, more personal because they're closer to us. Therefore they move faster. Mm-hmm. We see their reaction and their results over a course of days if you're the moon, actually it's ours in a lot of the cases, mm-hmm. um, more than years and decades in the outer planets situation, just to be all inclusive, 
yes, Jupiter and Saturn are considered more social because they take a couple, um, like one year for Jupiter to go from one sign to another, about three for Saturn. So it's not like a chunk of a generation. Millennials, if you're an elder millennial, you are Pluto in Capricorn with Neptune and Uranus in a certain place. And then they moved, but millennial was still there because Pluto was still Capricorn. So then you had the middle millennials and the younger millennials. And now you understand uh, how that whole generational thing works. Fun fact, it's astrological or astronomical. They both kind of work. Um, so with that, we do have these outer planets making things feel quite personal and not just personal, but like very personal because we have Uranus interacting with the sun, which is our energy, our vitality, our inner drive. And then the full moon, of course, which spoiler alert is happening conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, millennials, your Pluto is not in Capricorn. Your Pluto is in Scorpio. I said Pluto in Capricorn because that's where it currently is. So amending myself there. Um, yes. So Pluto is currently in Capricorn, Gen Alpha, and mm-hmm. that is going to be conjunct the full moon this week. So really making the Plutonian themes feel personal during this full moon where we are allowed to begin the process of shedding things, where things come to light so that we can reassess what gets to travel and journey onward with us into a new version of ourselves. And the U.S. is still going through its Pluto return, which we've talked about extensively. (laughs) And um, so this is you will yeah it will feel like that (laughs) it's the best way oh I just like banged my foot sorry everybody if that was a loud noise Pluto (laughs) has been at this degree for a little while now so we're already seeing on a societal or even global level uh all of these things happening on an intra-personal level and I say Mm -hmm. that global I'm not trying to be U.S. centric here. I actually attended a workshop and I will actually give you the uh, details on this workshop so you can view it yourself. There is a recording of it. I attended a workshop to understand this phenomenon on a more personal level and see why many global events seem to be coinciding with it as well. And this Mm -hmm. brilliant historian astrologer, he seems to be a historian first, which I really appreciated. His name is Gary Lorenson or Lorenson, uh, gave a talk at Norwalk called post post-Pluto return America. So you can look that up on Norwalk's website. You can purchase it if you want to view it. But basically his explanation was that the Declaration of Independence, which is one of the ways that we try to mark the beginning of the US, he has several other charts that he argues are possibly even better examples. Pluto's still roughly in a a similar spot. I was Um, like, it's still Pluto being right in the same zone though, because it was all within a couple years. Yeah, give or take a couple couple degrees maybe. Um, But he proposes that it is um, the the return of the Pluto return for democracy. And mm. the Declaration of Independence was used as a model for other democratic models. So that may be why certain other places in the world are also kind of sharing the experience with the United States. So if you've been wondering what the heck that's about, this is one option um, by someone who is much more focused on this topic than I have been able to be and has a really great history of wisdom and knowledge to go along with it. So highly that recommend. That actually feels, that feels really right when you said that the energy yeah. of that looks very, very on mm-hmm. point, like illuminated, I guess is well, the best way I can describe the way the energy looked. And if you think about the the hot phrases we tend to hear in the news, will yeah. often reflect the transits. And mm-hmm. one of the hot phrases is the end or change or you know uh, overhaul of democracy as we know it. 
not just the United States mm-hmm. as we know it, but democracy. And we're seeing that in several other places. Um, so that's just, again, an option as we consider this second uh, exact pass of the U.S. Pluto return, at least as Pluto is positioned in the United States Sibley chart, which is is or is not the best chart for specific accuracy, but seems to be functioning all right, at least in this case. So, uh, you know, up there for consideration. And it really is about like house system or not house system, but house placement at that point. House system is going to keep it in the signs and stuff. But uh, depending on the time of day and whatever, you may have a different rising sign for the United States birth chart, Mm -hmm. depending on which one you use. So that was a lot of astrology for you. I hope it was helpful. I hope it was clear. No, I think it's a really good point to point out because we definitely, we live in the U S so obviously we're speaking from our lived experience that we're going Mm -hmm. through, but there is, um, and I don't know if you're in the U S you might not actually think about this as much. Um, or if you're outside the U S this might be very confusing of why this is, but the U S teaches a heavily U S centric narrative in every aspect of everything that is taught in school. And Mm -hmm. I can't stress this enough. It is every aspect of everything that is taught, including like mathematics, like everything Everything. is U.S. centric in the way that it is taught. And it is very hard to unlearn that ingrained thought pattern. And that's something I, as an adult, have focused on for years because I saw it basically when I was like 23, like I, this is what's happening. I don't want to do this and have been unlearning it ever since, but it still sneaks up. And the best example that I have, this happened literally the other night. We were watching, um, it's called Hitalia. It's a anime shorts <laughs> and it does the history of um, kind of the world, but each, each country is like a guy and it's really funny. <laughs> it has, it's just an entire like mini series of one-liners and it's great. Um, it was diving into the history of World War II. Of course, it's a history from Japan's perspective because it is an anime. It is a mm-hmm. Japanese anime. So it's all done with Japan's perspective. And I was really tired watching like the first two episodes of this. Um, and perhaps had partook in, in some green things. And I was just chilling and not thinking about it. And I kept being like, where's the US in this? Where's the US in this? And like, didn't even realize it. And then I like made Western pause. I was like, I was thinking about the US. God damn it. Like, yeah. like this is again, like a US centric thought process. So when we talk on here, we are talking from the US because that's where we are. We are going through like the, we're living the problems and the issues that are happening in this particular country, but we are trying very hard not to be just US centric. So I really appreciate that you brought that up, Krista, mm-hmm. of like democracy as a whole, because the whole world is shifting. And also, if you think about it, the US being like this leader of the world that it has been basically since its conception 275 years ago, that is now sh- shifting like for the mm-hmm. whole world, which is going to have ripple effects as well. Not from like, again, a US centric point of view, but just from like a, this is just what it's kind of been. It's been a director for a while and now it's taking a backseat so just wanted to highlight that though too because it is something that is very deeply ingrained and if you did grow up in the U.S. like I highly recommend you examine the perspective you have on everything because it is probably incorrect and very U.S. centric yeah shout out to my parents my mom for my 13th birthday was like you're getting culture you're getting perspective we're gonna go to Jamaica but we're going to like help people there and so I spent much of my high school life traveling to different countries for the purposes of helping people not to force beliefs on anybody not to do anything like that trust me but we went there and we went to uh disadvantaged disadvantaged or ostracized communities 
And we were like, okay, who don't the tourists get to see? Who are, you know, who is hidden from the tourist view and how can we get to them and help them and, you know, help rebuild schools and things like that. Thank you, mom, (laughs) for giving me that. And even uh, in addition to that, there has been some conscious deconditioning and awareness into that, you know, factor, which astrology has really helped me with. Cause uh, I even say in my, um, my July overview, astrology is for everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it works and can apply to everybody and mm-hmm. everybody will be able to feel like it, uh, you know, means something to them, whatever perspective you're coming from. And so I really like to just try to keep myself open to even, you know, the biggest thing in astrology, shout out to everybody in the Southern hemisphere (laughs) is when we come upon those four crucial points in the year of the solstices and the equinoxes, 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 um, that it isn't the same season in both places. Mm -hmm. And that's something that astrology constantly, it's like, I don't know exactly how to deal with this because a lot of the doctrine and a lot of the, um, information came from a Northern hemisphere perspective. So we're working on integrating that as well. So just yeah. know, I see you, I'm working on it, conscious of it. <laughs> but I just appreciate you bringing that up because it's yeah. very easy to fall into that when you've been conditioned mm-hmm. since birth yeah. to fall into that. <laughs> yeah, we've all mm. got something and this is one mm-hmm. of ours. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with that into consideration, uh, do we want to talk about some of the transits leading up to the full moon? And then there's the like a little, after. there's an itty bitty one after that involves Neptune. Well. Yeah, let's definitely talk about it really quick. What is the date of the full moon? Just so everyone can mark that down. Yes. So the date of the full moon is on the 13th. It is the full mm-hmm. moon in Capricorn. Uh, it is at 2.38 PM Eastern time. Cool. cool. Yeah. So if you're doing anything for it and you'd like to do it at nighttime before or after would probably be fine. Um, in fact, I'm going to pull up the chart for it so I can make sure I get the exact degree because I do not have it in my brain at the moment. Um, but I think because of degree, you'll actually be totally fine either way. Yeah. So the moon will be at, where are you Capricorn? 21 degrees Capricorn. So it'll be moving into Aquarius a Mm -hmm. few hours or so after it does about 13 degrees in a day. So since this is in the afternoon that night, you still should be pretty secure with that. Um, but the night before is just as good. There's Mm -hmm. like a, a nice buffer that happens there between the sun and the moon, which is neat. And I can get into it, but I'm going to hold myself back. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So let's talk about the transit leading up to it and the metamorphosis energy that we're going through. And I think Mm -hmm. if any of you are listening to this and you feel that like, yep, (laughs) it's metamorphosis on every level of our society currently as a world function. Yeah. And it's metamorphosis as in like the not pretty part. Cause if you think about mm-hmm. metamorphosis, what happens is you have a caterpillar. Fine. It goes into a chrysalis or a cocoon. <laughs> Do you think like it's caterpillars? <laughs> I have a childhood filled with caterpillars. Okay. I, I spent my childhood at a baseball field catching caterpillars on trees. Fun fact about Sorry. crystalline. <laughs> which is you the caterpillar. <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's fine. Caterpillars are great. So they can be very pretty too. Um, okay. So yes, but then it goes into it's, um, I think a caterpillar is a cocoon and a moth is a chrysalis. I'm not sure what the differentiation is there. I'm an no, astrologer, not a Flip it up. Chrysalis. Chrysalis for the butterfly, cocoon for the moth. Makes sense. Okay. We did so, a lot of monarch butterfly hatching in nice. my life. So yeah. we did that in fifth grade. It was weird. 
was like, uh, cool, we, but interesting. My mom got us our own kit. So I think I've done it, oh, I don't fun. know, seven, eight times. We did it a lot. Nice. So you have a caterpillar. It goes into either a chrysalis or a cocoon, depending on which, you know, it will turn into. And in that time, it completely turns gelatinous and like goes to gush. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, so it does. Yeah. It's the you, not you get, you get caterpillar soup before you have a butterfly. Yeah. So that is where we're at. The metamorphosis is truly a metamorphosis. And like this word, by the way, you guys, the root of this word, the origin of this word is a great hint for the announcement that we have at the end of the episode. <laughs> I kind of feel like we need to make merch that just says like caterpillar soup for whenever you're going through a metamorphosis and you want to validate yourself. You can just like rock a shirt that just has... If you've ever played Portal 2 and Gladys says, how are you doing? Because I'm a potato. We could just say, how are you doing? Because I'm caterpillar soup. <laughs> Fantastic. I would if wear If you guys shirt. want it, let us know. I will literally get it done yeah. and put it on our red bubble like right away. <laughs> so fast. That sounds amazing. Um, so anyway, getting into this on the 10th, this is what we have leading up into this full moon. On the 10th, we have the sun forming a sextile aspect with Uranus. So that means this Mm -hmm. is the first aspect they've made since their conjunction, which happens to have been on May 5th, 2022. Mm -hmm. Things that initiated during that conjunction are now the themes of the story that is unfolding until the next conjunction. Isn't that fun? That's like truly transits 101. But then if you look at, and I always do this, I look back to the conjunction and I look at, um, news headlines for that day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So this is me reiterating news headlines from May 5th that you may have heard of. So on May 5th, uh, there was the Supreme Court leak. And also we got a lot of um, resources and inflation themed headlines starting to pop up. So now though, that was the conjunction. This is the opening act right? This is almost like the call to adventure portion or the, you know, the invitation to adventure kind of thing where the main character is like, okay, there's a, there's a world I'm comfortable in and there's a world that's calling me and I get to decide what I'm going to do about that in this moment. It hasn't become Mm -hmm. like all or nothing yet. So there's your little hero's journey kind of thing. So what we're expecting, what I'm expecting as an astrologer is opportunities, which sextiles really provide. It's, it's generally a positive aspect like the trine, but less of in the intensity. So there's mm-hmm. an opportunity for progress. Uranus is progress, surprise, um, making big changes, flipping things. It is the coin toss and not really knowing where it's going to land and not that unpredictability. So we're finding small ways to make a change. If you have the energy, and I put this in here intuitively, because a lot of us have been going really hard already. What? You don't say. In fact, one of the things I have at the end of the podcast to announce is indicative of this, indicative of this. So if you've already done a ton and you're like, wait, I have to do more. If you thought that and that's your first thing, no, you do not have to do more. You are doing And that's fine. If you feel motivated and this opportunity suddenly comes up and you're like, this is something I can do. I'm taking it, take it. And, you know, muscle test beforehand, check in with yourself. Just make sure you're not overexerting yourself for the purposes Mm -hmm. of doing something you think you should be doing. Uranus Mm -hmm. is also kind of rebellious. So rebel against the shoulds. If you feel like that's helpful. I like that. Mm -hmm. No shoulds. Yes. No shoulds. Um, and 
in relation to uh, the United States, Uranus is also coming into the completion of a cycle as well. We will have a return of Uranus to a place that it was in for a lot of crucial United States events um, and even some global events, but that's in 2026. I'm just giving you an early, early heads up. Also discussed much more in depth in uh, Gary's talk of the post-Pluto return America thing. Mm -hmm. So again, he knows a lot. He can explain it a lot better in his talk, which you can purchase um, than I can. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to study and get better at it so that by the time 2026 comes around, I'll have plenty to share with good details. But on the 11th, so the very next day, we have the exact uh, return to the Sibley US Pluto placement. Um, so this dun, first dun, happened. Dun. Sorry. <laughs> this first happened on February twentieth. I know this because I was out to visit Emily in Lake Tahoe and got severely ill for an entire day. So I only was awake for this day for about five hours. Um, but also around this time was when the situation in Ukraine began or became official. I guess we should put it that way. And um, other headlines were about the there was that trucker protest that occurred in mm -hmm. Canada that was also going on. And again, astrology is for everybody. I'm trying to share these headlines without bias as much as I can, because I want to be informative. I do have my own opinions on these things. I do not need to share them unless someone wants me to. And in that case, I can do it in a more personal setting. Otherwise astrology is for everybody. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Um, so we're looking at this as, again, being the return for the sort of Declaration of Independence, which was signed on the 4th of July in 1776. They use, I believe, 5 p.m. in Philadelphia. And Gary had really great points as to like, why 5 p.m.? But again, it's it's workable enough for the placement of Pluto. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. is that day. And we'll be seeing, this is a retrograde. This is a conjunction again with, it's a planet conjoining a degree it was on before. So it's not a conjunction of two planets by actual progression of transit. This is actually just a planet retrograding back to a degree it was on previously. So Pluto is retrograde. It came back to this degree. It will go direct again, I think in October. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure it's in October that it will go direct again and recover its steps one more time. So that will take us up to the 13th, which is this full moon in Capricorn, where Pluto also plays a role. Mm -hmm. Yes. So before I go on, is there anything that we want to kind of wrap up from the previous? I mean, transits? no, the other, the only thing I would say when I like look at the energy of it is that I think it's incredibly important for everyone to um, not uh, trigger react. Yeah. Because yeah. there is going to be very triggering, triggering energy, and you're going to want to be like, oh, react immediately. Mm -hmm. um, please don't. Please sit with it, sleep on it, do at least like a like dive into research. If that's your reaction, is your reactions to research? Do that. Mm -hmm. um, listen to voices that have been doing this research for years, especially yes. with um, current things like reproductive rights. Like we need to listen to BIPOC voices. So bad. Mm -hmm. um, very, very bad as a white person. Please put your energy there. Um, they've been doing this work a lot longer than we have. But just overall, with these transits happening, the biggest thing is like you will want to jump immediately. And that's how we're going to tie our shoelaces and knots and fall on our faces. Um, I love that analogy. <laughs> so please don't. Uh, please take a minute. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm saying throw it into something that does not cause a reaction for you on a public scale or you with other people or anything like mm -hmm. that. Throw it into researching 
what is actually going on? How can I actually, oh, a ladybug just landed on my windowsill. Oh, wow. Um, uh, what am what am I actually going to do about this that is mm-hmm. going to make a difference? And the answer is going to be different for every person. Um, but make sure that you don't just jump off the deep end because something happened because it's going to feel like you want to. I am actively saying this because I know myself and I will want to do the same thing. <laughs> so I'm saying it out loud because I can feel it. And I know that that's what's going to come. And that is also it's just not in our highest and best, like to get shoved mm-hmm. like that and then react yeah. to the shoving. We want to be like, oh, you're going to shove me. Cool. This is what I'm going to do about it. Instead of like, you shoved me. Why did you do that? That's mm-hmm. the difference in energy that we're kind of going for. Yeah. And it's helpful to remember that Pluto is known for its intensity for sure. Mm-hmm. It is known as transformational, but again, metamorphosis, right? It's transformational, not just death or just rebirth. You can't just have caterpillar and then all of a sudden have butterfly. You go through the process and that's where Pluto really comes in. And Pluto is about, and well, one of the themes is power. Mm-hmm. And so we have shifts in power that are happening. We have questions coming to power. We have people um, abusing power or using power as they can yeah. in wonderful ways. You know, mm-hmm. there, are, there are people that are taking this energy and applying themselves to it in every way, mm-hmm. which is again, where that astrology is for everybody comes in because the transit's the transit. The sky mm-hmm. is not telling us what to do. It is providing the energy and we are taking it and applying it. So as you're applying it, empower yourself before reacting. Don't become the crisis, become the, the empowered aligned action. Yeah. That is where you can come in. And I've worked with a lot of people over this last week as someone who is highly Pluto dominant. If, if you even consider that as a thing in a chart, um, yeah. I have, I have a very poignant Pluto placement. <laughs> um, to say the very least, Krista has a, an extremely activated, half of her chart is Pluto placement. <laughs> My Pluto's uh, loud. My Pluto's yeah. loud. I protested Which is great. for Pluto's rights in third grade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so, great. So I know the feeling. I know what that feels like. And I've also learned how to... Um, how to wait for invitations and how to make invitations and when to take action and what really aligned radical action looks like and radical as in like action that is able to be acted upon. That's the original kind of radical in horror. You have to wait until a question is radical before you can ask it. And that means that it is the time for the question to be asked because the solution is ready to be known and acted upon. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be radical, I encourage you to be that type of radical, that the time is right. You feel good about it. Often they say you should feel neutral about the answer to the question before you ask it so that you're mm-hmm. not feeling biased one way or another. Radical or strong is on attachment. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. thinking about that, meditating on what the word radical can mean for you, because I know it's being thrown around in a lot of contexts, especially politically right now. And as, as an English major and a writer, I'm just like, dang, stop, stop hurting my little word, baby. Um, so it's, it's important, uh, yeah. especially since, again, we're talking about this full moon. The moon is in detriment in Capricorn. I want to bring that up first and foremost. 
And that's not to say like that Capricorn moons are terrible or whatever. It's just the moon doesn't moon as, as much as it can moon when it's in Capricorn. It's in mm-hmm. the opposite place of its comfort zone. The moon is in its comfort zone and thrives really naturally in Cancer, where things are flowy and fluid and natural and emotional. Then you get to Capricorn. Capricorn is about responsibility and elbow grease and you know setting up structures. And a lot of the time, governance comes into play there being the responsible mm-hmm. one to lead uh, an organized structured uh society or something to be there to support something big it is the mountain so mm-hmm. the moon is it doesn't mean that this this person with this moon or that this moon in particular is horrible but it is going to be saying hey take responsibility shine a light the full moon full of light is showing you places where the opportunity to take more responsibility is there we don't mm-hmm. always take that kind of criticism well. It doesn't always feel pretty, but this with Pluto there is going to say, hey, we can make a big change. We can transform this area of our lives if we're willing to put in the time because Capricorn ruled by Saturn is really about the long game. So it's not the impulsive do it right now kind of thing. Aries might be. Um, but in this case, we're looking at what's the long game? How am I going to outlast? I'm in this for the marathon. How do I pace myself? And there's that kind of thing that you can use for whatever is on your heart that feels important to you. The moon is very personal where the sun is our energy and our drive and sort of the purpose that we're here for. The moon is our body. It's the self that is here. It's the player one to your, your video game. It's how you are enacting that purpose. Thank you, Demetra George, for that amazing explanation. I always like to credit if I can. Um, so the moon is, it's you physically here acting it out in the world. This is an opportunity where the sun is opposing the moon to really reflect on how you can take those actions for long-term sustainable success. Mm -hmm. So at this time, um, we do have the moon in detriment conjunct Pluto. The sun is conjunct Mercury uh, at at this point as well. So Mercury is just about halfway through the the cycle between two retrogrades. Um, And so that means that Mercury is kind of burned up by the sun and Mercury is really speedy. So our two fastest moving planetary bodies are kind of locked into something going on with the sun. We're not going to feel, yeah, we're not going to feel very much like we have the energy to move this day. Mm -hmm. One of the recommendations I have is radical rest choosing to, as Emily has said before, exist on purpose this day to rest, Mm -hmm. to recover so that tomorrow we have the energy again. And honestly, it's probably going to be two days from now when, when the moon moves out of Capricorn and moves into Aquarius and even still, cause that's still Saturn ruled. You may be strategizing and then taking Mm -hmm. action. Um, I, you know, just the astrologer in me is like, by the time you get to the moon in Aries, which will be by the next week or so, you'll have the energy to want to move and you'll have thought about it enough to know what you're doing. So uh, that being said, I just said it's a day to get brave. It's not a day to be brave, which I thought I was really cool. That. That's perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks, yes. guys. <laughs> Isn't that that's so good? That is chef's kiss advice right there. So thank you, Emily's guides and Emily for being the channel. Yeah. So other things we have going on this day, uh, Venus will be trying Saturn, who is the ruler of this lunation and is currently mm-hmm. rec- retrograde. Mercury is still in a sextile with Uranus. So the ability to lean into doing the work in order to make clear, again, with the appropriate use of radical progress in our lives. And again, I call this radical rest. You're in your cocoon. You are metamorphosing, metamorphosing, 
metamorphosizing metamorphosizing yeah yeah, I you think it is metamorphosizing. <laughs> you are yeah. becoming not caterpillar soup. Yes, you are. You're cooking. <laughs> so, you are taking form yes. from the soup that you were. Which is such a great Capricorn word to take form. Oh, we could do form. a shirt that says caterpillar and then caterpillar soup and then taking form and then mm. butterfly. So you could have like sorry i'm just really into that this is fantastic uh so this is this space also between sunset and sunrise that Mm. is also the metamorphosis thing so resting letting your physical self recuperate is totally fine on this and for people who are thinking about shedding along with the full moon you're shedding old things that no longer go with you things that are too heavy burdens that you can let down so that you can move again if you're thinking about carrying a backpack take the rocks out of it put the rations in and set yourself up for the long haul where you can Mm -hmm. actually sustain yourself through that journey. Or just buy a lighter backpack. I mean, yeah, there's that too. I mean, I don't know why you're carrying rocks to begin with, but if they mean something to you and they're perhaps crystals, sure. Like, I don't know if you've ever met me, but I'm pretty much always carrying rocks. (laughs) I'm with you. I always (laughs) carry the heavy ones too. Uh, So an affirmation for this is I am more than enough. It's very important at this time. I feel like the energy is going to be making us feel a little bit exhausted and a little bit like we've run out of options. You are simply being told that now is not the time to move. It is uh, one of the Avatar The Last Airbender episodes is uh, Return to Amashu, I think is the exact mm-hmm. one in the second one where Bumi teaches Ang, Ang oh my God, Ang, ew, uh, Ang about neutral gin, waiting for the time to act. My mm-hmm. apologies. That is not the way I normally would have said it. Anyway, ways to apply this meditation, practicing detachment, like Emily brought up and take a bath, but like a salt bath, bring some of those crystals and and salty salt stuff, minerals into your bath Mm -hmm. with you to like really replenish what's going on in your body. And again, on, on this day, the exact uh, aspects will perfect between Venus, trine Saturn and Mercury sextile Uranus, giving us that energy of I know what I'm going to do. And when I wake up and have the energy and prepare myself, I'm going to lean into this. And like, we are getting ready for beginning this process. I have started a daily channeled writing practice to figure out what Mm. I need to do next, Um, which I've journaled daily forever. Like this is different. It's a, I'm going to sit down. I'm clearing my mind. You guys talk for me. Usually I start it with the questions set a timer for X amount of minutes and just write nonstop. Um, It's really helpful. If you don't know what to do next, start asking for guidance on Mm -hmm. what to do next. Yeah. I've started doing daily card pulls and then meditating and having a conversation with guides on it. So Mm -hmm. totally makes sense to me. Um, And then on the 14th, we have the final aspect of the week, which is Venus square Neptune. This cycle began on April 27th when they conjoined Uh, things that were going on in the headlines were technology research supporting health and sustainability was increasing. Yay. Venus is the, the nocturnal benefic. So that's nice. Um, peace and support efforts were becoming a a big deal still are. And there were some dissolving of relationships. Neptune is known as the boundary dissolver and Venus relationships. Uh, the one characteristic thing that happened was that in Ukraine, there was a statue that symbolized the friendship between Ukraine and Russia, and it was taken down that day. Mm. So you can see how the, uh, the archetypes of that aspect showed up 
in that. And also, again, we had more headlines about inflation. So when I thought about this and I thought, okay, well, what does it mean for us? How do we apply it? We have, uh, I thought of all for one and one for all because it's Venus making it personal, but it's Neptune making it collective and really nurturing our feelings and our values in that. And so that's all the ways that that kind of theme might show up. And it made me think of My Hero Academia. I was just going to say, <laughs> you're going to be playing big My Hero vibes going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you know that one, uh, there are heroic attributes called quirks. And there's an all for one and a one for all. There is, it's the two sides of that coin. So mm-hmm. think about how you want to, to play this out, how you want to be a part of this collective movement that is happening, and how you can, with grace and ease, Venusian themes, allow that to happen because this is a square. So it's going to become noticeable. There is going to be something where you're like this, I can do this prettier. (laughs) Like I can do this with more nuance. I can do this with something that is, um, more heartfelt, those kinds of things that are coming up for those aspects. And that is why we call this week metamorphosis. (laughs) I love it. Good job. Um, thanks. Yeah. So we're here for you. We're going to post an episode next week too. And you will, mm-hmm. there's, we're all going to keep on this marathon together. Um, and yeah, let's touch on our quick announcements because we need to get that done before we run out of recording time here. Yeah. Um, do we, we'll save the bigger one for a second. Do we want to start with the first one? Yeah. So the first one, um, really fun story. So again, when the announcement came out about Roe v. Wade, there were feelings in my household from both me and my partner, my partner, Dan, who runs a coffee shop in town. And we thought, okay, we can get angry or we can take action and we can do things that will make a difference. And again, Mm -hmm. really support the people who are already in this, who already know what they're doing, have the resources and we can, you know, enable them to do more of what they're doing and do it easier. So we came up with a, a drink called the justice for all that we decided to sell over the July 4th week. And that did so well. But it really, again, anybody who is in the area that might be listening to this, I know I have a couple of friends who do. You guys are incredible. You came out, you showed up, you impressed us, you restored our faith in humanity. So thank you in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we had a bunch of people who were like, um, I want to contribute to this. How can I do it if I'm not in the area? Well, we have officially launched our online shop. And to celebrate this, for every bag of coffee that is purchased, for a normal bag of coffee, uh, 10% of proceeds will go to the Center of Reproductive Rights. And if you purchase the Best in Show, which is our premium coffee, because the coffees, by the way, are named after dog breeds because Bamsey was a dog uh, in World War II, the 15% of the, of the prote- proceeds will go towards the Center for Reproductive Rights. So if you are looking for a way to make just a little bit of a difference, but also get the energy you need to make more <laughs> and continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can purchase a bag of coffee from bamcoffee.com. I have the link in my snip feed. I think Emily has the link yeah. in her bio as well. So you can access those from our, our um, profiles and the links that are there. bamcoffee.com, order online, and the bags will be there. And you can get whatever you want, knowing that a portion of that is going towards the Center of Reproductive Rights and that we thank you for it. So the coffee's amazing. It is good coffee. My husband makes it's it himself. Really so. good. Every time I go out to see Kristen and Dan, I get bring back like two bags because it's so good. I recommend <laughs> cor- you won't regret the purchase. Let me just put it that way. The corgi's really good. Uh, it's my favorite. That's, 
yeah, that's the blend. Well, no way. The Corgi's your favorite. I, I mean, where that would be. who knew why, but it's got like notes of Earl Grey in it. So you can see how he'll like really bring in the aspects of the dog to the roast. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so very that's, cute. that's announcement number one. Yes. Announcement number two. So we have been (laughs) teasing and talking about the retreat with us for forever. Um, And we are so excited to finally announce that next year we are going to be like traveling to Greece for our (laughs) retreat. Um, You guys are invited to come and we want you guys to come. We have so much planned for this. It's a seven day retreat. Um, It's between Athens and Santorini. It does include like a ferry ride to Santorini. It's pretty magical. Um, But we have so many activated, deep, ancient wisdom-based things that we are going to be doing. That is the theme of this retreat is um, kind of revitalizing ancient wisdom, connecting with ancient wisdom, which could not be a better time to do said thing. Um, And we're so, so thrilled. So thank you all for filling out your survey responses, giving us your input on where you want to go. Um, we're so grateful for you. Uh, if you would like to, you know, join this retreat with us, if you're excited about it, even if you just want more information, please go to the links in our bios. You can fill out um, basically an email, put your email in there. That way we can send you all of the email as long as along with early bird specials. We're going to be releasing over the next couple of days, more information about our exact itinerary, what workshopping kind of stuff we're going to do, um, <clears throat> different experiences we're going to have while we're there all of this different stuff and we could not be more thrilled um and we might do like i don't know q a's on our instagram or something like that too so if you don't follow either krista or myself's instagram please do that for more updates uh but yeah we are actually going to greece you are invited to come we can't wait to hug a bunch of you in person it's gonna be amazing (laughs) it's gonna be awesome um, but we are bursting at the seams with excitement yeah and for people who are interested in uh safety for various reasons. We know we got a couple questions in our comments regarding safety for LGBTQ plus and for, you know, just any human being who wants to be on this trip, the company we are traveling with takes measures. And also the country is rated really well Very for safe. Yeah. safety and acceptance. Mm-hmm. We it was really important to us to make sure that we were going to a place that um, had very good scores for uh, accepting LGBTQ plus people. Obviously, that's a community we're both actively a part of, and it means a lot to us, um, as well as uh, safety. You know, the, the energy is very safe. The company has uh, shown us all the safety measures. Like it's going to be a wonderful, safe, aligned, beautiful trip, and we're so excited. So excited! So please join so us. Excited. We want you to come. Like. <laughs> Yeah, we we have so much and we're personalizing it in a lot of really fun ways. So it's going to be super immersive. I'm going to teach you some techniques Mm -hmm. that I've used while traveling in sacred places all over the world. We're going to do sacred channeling. We're going to do astrology. It's fantastic. You're going to get the most exciting things that we can possibly share with you. Also, um, we don't really offer opportunities to learn from us in person for Mm -hmm. the most part, like basically ever. So this is a huge opportunity to learn from us in person um and especially for this amount of time we never have offered this amount of time to learn and work with us in person ever before uh so if this goes well we want to host them yearly and you know keep growing and expanding this um Mm -hmm. but yeah so we're really excited that we get to offer that opportunity to you yeah yeah so thank you guys so much for your responses for your amazing questions that helped inform the way we shaped and formed this trip for watching or listening to this podcast. It is a joy of ours. We are so glad that it resonates with you too. You mean everything to us and you are important 
to us. So I hope yeah. that that comes through the camera or through the speakers, however you're experiencing this. I hope that you can feel how much we care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you all so much for being here, for listening every week. We are here with you. We are hand in hand going through it just the same. So we just appreciate all of you. And remember this week, as you metamorphosize, as your caterpillar soup, we hope <laughs> that you, you make some magic. magic.